Welcome to the Wisdom in Christ podcast. My name is Brian Boy, and it's such a blessing and an honor to have you here. As we dive into this message today, we truly hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you and that your life will forever be changed by the words that you hear. If you want to find out more about Wisdom in Christ and our goal to teach people around the world how to have a relationship with Jesus, then please be sure to check out our website posted in the description. Until then, take care. God bless and enjoy the episode. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time and for all the incredible things that you're doing in our life. We thank you once again, Lord, for waking us up another morning under the day that you have created, Father, so that we may rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that as we go throughout this service, as we go throughout hearing this message, Father, that you will be with us every step of the way, that you will show us, Lord, through your gracious example, what the true meaning of love is and how we can show love in our lives towards you and towards the people that you have given us. And we just want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done so far. Thank you for your son, Jesus, because it's through him, Father, that we see the greatest expression of love. And it is through him, Father, that we will learn how to walk this thing called life that you've given us and how to have this day called faith that you have given us as well. And we thank you for all of those things. And lastly, Father, I pray that as we we continue to go through the service that you will be with me every step of the way that you will fill me with your spirit father and that you will allow me to share the things that you've given me to the people that you have allowed to listen to this and that their lives will be forever changed by the things that they hear and see here today and it is in jesus name we pray all these things amen and so good morning everyone welcome here to another sunday morning at wisdom in christ my name is brian boyd and as you can see by the title today we're going to be talking about love and for the past few weeks the lord has really been taking me through the bible and really asking me what you know major questions are about our faith so last week we talked a little bit about faith and what it represents you know we talked a little bit about you know how faith is more than just you know an expression of people tell you to do to have faith in your life your situations but simply faith means to one believe that there is a god the two believe in his son jesus christ and then number three believe that all things are possible through him and it is from that everyone that we're able to truly walk these daily challenges that we have in our lives and we're able to overcome them with the god that we serve and today we're going to talk about an equally important topic of love because love is really the foundation of everything that we have in our faith and it is really the reason why we're here to start with and i think that when you look at our world, there's so many examples of what love is and there's so many definitions of, you know, what we believe love is to be. But the Bible tells us by far that God himself is love. And, and honestly, in my personal opinion, he is the greatest expression of what love actually is. And it is by looking at the examples that he set forth both in his word and in his actions that we can learn the true meaning of love and how to display that love in our lives. And the first topic that I want to get in today is that love itself is self-sacrificing. And to do this, we're going to break down John 3:16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible. If you're in the faith or not in the faith, you surely heard this verse. And it simply says here that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And we're going to look at the first half of this, where it says that God loved the world that he gave his only son. And here it shows us that when you look at this at first glance, that God's love is more than just a thought or a feeling. And it's not limited here by a specific group of people. 
people because when you look at the word world here in its Greek translation, it represents the entire world, the physical place, and the people that live within it. And so this shows us that God isn't limited towards a certain race or group of people. Once again, he's not limited to people with certain beliefs or languages or challenges, but instead he is, his love is reflecting and his love is shown to everyone that he has indeed created. And here it's the abundant care and the value that he places in humanity in this aspect that he's compelled to offer the life of Jesus in exchange for ours. And it's something when you look at, you know, the love that God has, because it shows that Jesus was, although he was his prized possession, although Jesus was, you know, the first of all his creations that, you know, he was even willing to give Jesus up in order for us to have life. And in his words, to have life more abundantly, it's because of Jesus that we had the ability to have eternal life. And although we're going to get into it, you know, a little later than what eternal life is and how we receive it, you know, just know for now that it is something, the greatest good that we could ever possibly get here on this earth. And the only other example that I could think of, you know, in the Bible that comes close to this is the story of Abraham and Isaac, because for those who may not know, you know, in Genesis chapter 12, God came to Abraham, a man at the age of 75 years old, you know, a man with a wife named Sarah and no children of his own and told him that if he left the land that he was in all of his life and he traveled to a place that the Lord would show him that he would be blessed abundantly and that all the nations in the world would be blessed through him. And so essentially God gave him the promise that Abraham at the age of 75 would one day have a son and he would one day have generations and lineages that would be blessed because of the actions that he took during the time that he lived. And it's beautiful because, you know, he waited more than 25 years for Isaac to come for the promise that God gave him to be fulfilled. And, you know, some time later on in Abraham's life and Isaac's life, you know, God comes to him and appears to him in a dream or in a vision and tells him that, hey, you know, go up the mountain and, you know, offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And ultimately, you know, instead of turning away from this and remembering, asking God, like, why would you have me do this? You know, you made me wait all of my life for this promise to be fulfilled. And you're going to now take my son for me. Abraham says in Genesis that he wakes up the very next morning and he begins to take the journey up the mountain to offer up Isaac. And the beautiful thing here about this story is that it shows us that Abraham was willing to give up everything, including his son, including the promise that God gave him in order to show his abundant love and care for God. The same love that compelled the Lord and God that we serve to offer up his son, Jesus. And it just shows us more than anything that the love that we have is self-sacrificing. And even in this story, you know, God, of course, didn't accept Isaac at all, but he instead put a ram in the bush for Abraham to, you know, sacrifice in his place but it just shows us again, even in that example, like the abundant love that God has, because it shows number one, that he was, he simply got Isaac to do this. And he got Abraham to go up there just to express the love that he had and the love that, you know, God is amplified even with Jesus. But then secondly, it also shows how God never really intended for this day to happen at all, but it was really just a test to see how far Abraham was willing to go for him and to bring that back into our lives. You know, there are going to be things that, you know, in our love for God that he's going to ask us to give up. They may be things that he's going to ask us to let go. They're going to be happy 
habits. They're going to be situations. They're going to be people and environments and mindsets that, you know, the Lord is going to call us to leave behind in order to have a greater life with him. And to be honest with you, everyone, we're going to have to give those days up because if we love the Lord in a way that we say that we do, then those things would have to go and phase away in their time that they're supposed to. And so we can fully embrace the life that he has for us. And I believe that, you know, Abraham exemplifies this completely because although this was his promise, although this was his cherished possession, he was willing to give up everything for the God that we serve. And we see that in God's example, because although Jesus was loved and cherished in God's sight, although he still loved and cherished, you know, God didn't withhold even his only son for coming into the world to die for our sins so that we may have life and have life more abundantly. And it just shows just how sacrificing love is. And although I don't think we would ever get to that point where we have to literally give up like our families and things like that for, you know, the sake of our lives, it just shows us that whatever we do have in our lives, whatever we do have that, you know, would hinder us or would keep us from serving God, we may have to give those up because of our love for him. Or we may have to give up the things that we cherish the most in order to serve him and to serve the people that are around us. And I can tell you, you know, even in my personal life, everyone, I always bring up the example of me kind of giving up, you know, my life to kind of go into ministry. And really, it's something that hits me every now and then because I think about, you know, where I was at in my career, because for those who don't know, I am a software engineer. So, built apps and websites and things of that nature for a living. And at one point I was so consumed with, with climbing the ladder. I was so consumed with, you know, building out businesses and stuff that would take my, you know, my career to the stratosphere that, you know, I believe that that was going to be the only route for me, but instead the Lord had another plan. And in order for me to come into ministry, I had to give up, you know, the dreams that I had of going as far as I could have went in that area in order to take the life that God has for me. And essentially, you know, in this case, like that was the thing that I had to give up and I didn't give it up you know, out of duress. I didn't give it up out of stress, but I gave it up because of the genuine love for the Lord and for the things that he wanted me to do in order to serve the people that he's placed in my life and to serve even those that are watching this video right now, whether you're watching live or you're catching the replay. And it's just beautiful to see, you know, just how much that is because this thing giving up that part of my life or giving up in that thing that God offered me so much better. And so ultimately, sometimes in your life, to sum up this point, you know, God is going to ask for you to give up some things that you may initially be uncomfortable with the things that you may just love and cherish so much but it's in giving up those things that you not only one show the love that you have for god but then number two it allows him to show the love that he has for you based on the new things that he's going to give to your life right now and honestly everyone if you're offered the opportunity to give things up to the lord although they may be hard although it may seem uncomfortable although you may not understand why he's asked you to do it i'm just telling you from experience to just give those things up to him and watch how much he allows your life to change because of the commitment that you made to him. But ultimately, everyone, that is a summary for this point. Love is self-sacrifice. And the second point that we have here is that love itself is relational. And that comes from the second part of John chapter three, verse 16, because it says here that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And the thing here that's so interesting is that the Lord never intended anyone, 
anyone to die or experience hurt or pain or the sickness or all of the struggles and stuff that we see in our world today. But instead, you know, his ultimate desire, his perfect will was to, for us to live with him forever and to be able to experience the joy, the peace and the freedom that only comes from him. And everyone, ultimately, this is what's called and referred to as the gift of eternal life. And it's offered to everyone who believes in Jesus, as his verse says. And for those who don't know what eternal life is, if you go to John chapter 17, Jesus defines it as having and knowing God the Father who created us all and knowing Jesus Christ, his son, the one who we sent into the world to die for our sins. And ultimately, when you look at this, this is just simply saying that, you know, life forever is simply being able to live with God. And it just shows us that if God is love, that love itself is relational, that love is something that doesn't want to be alone. Love is something that wants to give. It wants to share. It wants to be able to enjoy the company and presence of one another. It wants to be able to see the people that you're around become its best. You want to see the things around you become their best. You want to be able to truly love and experience and enjoy all of the things that's going on. And this is something that you can do without malice or strife or hurt or pain. This is something that you can do without duress or without feeling like you've been taken advantage of. This is something that you can do, you know, openly and freely. And it's something that the Lord has always desired for us. And it's something that we can take part in even today. And I think that's so interesting is that even as we look through the Bible, like there are great expressions of this love and this love being so relational and so compelling to even people that follow God that they were willing to give everything up in order to receive it. And the best example that I could give you is the story of Paul, because, you know, he was someone in the later parts of his life. He was in prison for teaching and preaching the gospel throughout the known world. And although you know, he's in this situation in the book of Philippians, he begins to reflect on the life that he had before coming to Christ. Because when you look back at his life, you know, he started out his journey. He was a high ranking Pharisee. You know, he was a Hebrew. He was a Jew. He was also a Roman citizen that, you know, persecuted the church of God. Like he persecuted the Christians in those early times because he believed that, you know, their message and their message of Christ and, you know, the things that he was teaching before he left this earth that, you know, they were destructive to, you know, the laws and things that they had at that present time. But after having a physical encounter with Jesus himself, you know, he left behind the life that he lived before and gave everything literally up in order to serve Jesus Christ. And the thing that's so beautiful is that as he talks about this journey in this book, he says that he considers everything worthless in the sort of sake of knowing Jesus Christ and for having the opportunity to take part in what is recalled and referred to as eternal life. And I think when you look at this story and you look at Paul, it shows once again from the first point that love itself is self-sacrificing, but it's also relational. It's because of the relationship that Paul had formed with Jesus that he was able to endure all of the things that he went through that he went through the shipwreck and the beatings and the sufferings and the stonings and you know all of those other things and to be able to say even looking back at his past life and accomplishments that all of that stuff was worthless that all of that stuff was little and you know affliction and all of those things for the sake of knowing Jesus Christ and I think that when you look at that that's really in my aspect one of the highest expressions that you could absolutely have a love of knowing that you know it is a relationship that compels us to do the things that we do, that it's the relationship that God desires with us that compelled him to give up his son, Jesus. And it is because of that desire, it's because of that will, it's because of that belief and that opportunity that God was willing to give everything. And it is because of that example that we learn how to go out and
can do the same. And so ultimately, everyone, you know, in order for us to, you know, exemplify love in our lives, we have to know that, you know, love itself is relational. So that calls us to have a closer relationship with God, to learn more about who he is each and every day. And then also to form a relationship with the people that are around us, because when you begin to draw closer to God, you begin to grow in him and have a great relationship with him. It'll only improve everything else around you naturally. And I think that's so beautiful because when you look at once again, you look at this example of God wanting to talk with us and communicate with us and truly wanting to spend time with us each and every day. You know, it teaches us once again, you know, the abundant love that he has, but it also shows us how to truly just enjoy the life that he's given us. And it's in those times where, you know, we're going through things and challenges and situations that would try to bring us down that we see that love and that relationship shine through because even in our darkest phases of life, like God is able to speak with us. He's able to bring us out of the situation. He's able to give us the strategies and the solutions and the comfort that we need in order to know that all everything is going to be all right, that this too shall pass, that we will have the ability to have joy and freedom in the morning once the time that we're going through tonight is over with. And I think that when you look at that, everyone, you look at the fact that all of this starts from a relationship, it just compels you to truly want to have a relationship with God. And then, as I said before, you know, the closer that you go with God, the closer that you begin to walk and talk with him, the more that you begin to share your deepest thoughts, feelings, and emotions, the better you'll be able to do that with the people around you, the people that he's called to be in your life. And it is when you have those two things together that you're truly able to experience life and you're truly able to not only receive love from God, but you're also able to receive love from the people around you. And you're also able to give that in exchange. And I think that ultimately that's the place that we want to be. But in conclusion, though, everyone, you know, essentially our God wants us to have a loving life with us. He wants us to know what love is and he wants us to be in a place where we're able to give and receive that love. And that desire that he had for us was so great, the desire to relate and connect with us, the desire to give with us and the desire to simply be with us, that he allowed Jesus to be crucified so that we can have access to eternal life. And that is the ability to have a personal relationship with him and to know his son, Jesus, and to truly appreciate all the things that they have done for us. But it's great because now that we know what that is, now that we have seen the example, we can truly know and experience what true love actually is. And that love begins with, once again, knowing who God is, knowing his desire to connect with us as people. And for us in exchange, you know, for the love that he's showing us, to our ability to follow him every step of the way. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about looking at the God that we serve, because ultimately he doesn't ask us for things that he's not willing to give up himself. And even with going back to the example of Abraham and Isaac, right? He asked Abraham to give up Isaac, his son, you know, because of his love for him. But then also God not only provided a ram in the bush, but the ram in the bush, you know, simplified who Jesus Jesus was going to do because Jesus was the realm for us because when we sin in the garden of Eden, we lost the ability to connect with God. But here, you know, God sends Jesus in our place, you know, in our place for our lives in order so that we may have life. And as the Bible says, life more abundantly. And that's why, you know, him dying on the Christ is so significant to our faith and to the things that we do. And that's why looking at John 3, 16, we're able to draw the connection and pull it back together to understand that when Jesus did this, he not only did this not 
for you know a particular group of people or, or a subset or you know people of certain culture or ethnicity but he did this for all of us and we're able to once again know what love is know who he is and have this beautiful beautiful relationship with him because of the sacrifice that he made but ultimately everyone that is going to be it for today i just want to say thank you once again for tuning into the stream if you love the service please be sure to like and share with anyone out there and more than anything else truly take the time to know and define what love is for yourself you know go out there take the time to spend time with the lord learn about who he is express your deepest thoughts and emotions to him and just simply learn about the abundant love that he has for you by reading his word and then it's in exchange you know learn how to do that with the people around you learn how to be more open with them talk to them about you know the deepest things in your life your thoughts your feelings your expressions your emotions because as i said before the way that you treat god is going to be the way that you treat other people and so when you begin to continue to go down that journey and do that then you will become to experience what love actually is and it will compel you to once again get to a place to where you do cherish and you value the needs of other people you definitely cherish the needs and the values of the god that you serve and it will allow you to give yourself up in places that you would have never imagined so that you can have a life far better than you could have ever imagined and truly be able to once again have an incredible relationship with the god that we serve which is greater than anything 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 that we could ever ask for or receive here on this earth but with that being said everyone i don't want to go on the tangent anymore i just want to thank you once again for tuning in please be sure to like and share this video if it has been encouraging to you and subscribe to our youtube channel here for more content and information but until next time take care be blessed enjoy your sunday and continue to be the amazing people that god is calling you to become god bless Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today. If this message has been a blessing to you, we pray that you will leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform and that you will share this with a friend who may be in need of it. Until next time, take care. God bless. And we pray that we will see you all very, very soon.